0: to. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy30. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend
1: today. Okay, let's see what it looks like when we flip the score. Dan, once again, one possession game. Bears could have won this game. Not sure uh, that they... They'll play some more beatable opponents, but the Giants certainly were that. If you flip the score, what are the concerns that would still be evident?
0: Well, the concerns would, I mean, the concerns are the concerns, right? Like those are the big things that, that would still uh, have us up in arms about this passing attack and the run defense. I think the things that we'd be really diving in on had the Bears won this game and got the three and one. We'd be talking about the surprise story of the NFC North, right? The three and one Chicago Bears. And we'd be talking about how Eddie Jackson has experienced a rebirth, right? To lead right the three and one Chicago bears, three interceptions in four games after the drought that he was on coming into the year. Uh, He's obviously playing the ball really well. He he makes an amazing interception uh, late in the game to get possession back for the bears. It was interesting that both Justin Fields on Sunday evening and Darnell Mooney on Monday sort of said that maybe Eddie shouldn't have caught that ball. I think they may have been mistaken on, on what the situation was. Like, I think they may have thought it was fourth down there because that play came after a a third down conversion and, and, and I remember in the moment being slightly confused because the scoreboard at MetLife Stadium hadn't updated, right? And it, and it, I think maybe they thought it was fourth down, but you you don't tell a a safety to drop an interception on first down because because it's going to pin you inside the five. I mean, what what are you talking about there? Right? As somebody
1: like, who padded his college statistical career by <laughs> catching glorified punts, yeah, for four years at Ball State. I can say that there's no way in hell Eddie Jackson is dropping that ball. He on is first going down. To secure plus it's possession and right. you know what when you're chasing it all you're thinking about is gaining possession so the receiver doesn't get it as well I understand what maybe Mooney was implying and Justin Fields certainly after me. the game <laughs> because I mean okay they flipped the field Tyrod Taylor's got a cannon he went from the 35 to the four that's flipping the field so that's not really a bad play for the Giants but it's a gimme for Eddie Jackson There's no doubt that If this game had gone another way, if the Bears had come out of it, and maybe even now with the loss, but Eddie Jackson, because of his pedigree, can legitimately say he's playing as well as any safety in the NFL right now because he's got the interceptions to back it up. He's an improved tackler, and he's a team leader.
0: David, thanks for bringing up the 35 to the 4 bit of this because in live action – I said to my press box mates on both sides of me, I said, Oh my God, because it wasn't just the 35 Tyrod Taylor's like seven yards deep behind the line of scrimmage. And he throws that ball to the, to the four yard line. I mean, it was one of the more impressive deep balls I've ever seen thrown just in sheer length, right? It was just a, a, a cannon throw. And then he got under there. And so that was, <laughs> that was a little footnote on that play that like, I, I sat up in my chair and said, Oh my God, like that looked like a, a video game where you just drop back and throw it the entire length of the field, trying to get a touchdown on super
1: tech mobile. Made me think, that guy won every punt, pass, and kick competition as a 12 year old because he can throw it a country mile. All right. So, I want to ask you about this. So, when we talk about flipping the score, would you feel differently about the calculated risks or the, I guess, maybe the lack of the risk involved, the risk averse decision making that Matt Eberflus showed in not? going forward on fourth and two late in the game for the punt and pin that he celebrated and called a great decision and doubled down on that, as well as maybe a couple other situations where, boy, are the Bears playing it safe. Could that have been viewed in a different context had they won?
0: I'm on the fence on the punt and pin decision because we don't want to get skewed by outcome bias here and say, oh, just because the Bears, who hadn't stopped the run all day, stopped the run and and forced a punt, it was a a brilliant decision. At the same time, I think that they realized that the Giants had Daniel Jones, who could barely stand up behind center, right? And and that that you can do some things differently strategically to make sure you just kind of load up and and stop the run there. And so that that factors into the decision a little bit. And I think that that Matt just had a gut feeling on, hey, let's, let's trust the defense here. Let's get him to make a play. Look, we've all seen Bears punt returners drafted to be special, be special in those moments, right? And, and return a kick and change a game and potentially lead you to a win. Uh, I'm sure you can remember one very specific example, right? That, that, that happened. And Bayless and Jones missed his opportunity on Sunday afternoon, right? And he, 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 he catches that ball. At the very least, you get a, a, a better possession at the end of the game to, to give it a try, right? To, to give Justin Fields one last try to try to lead you to a game-tying possession and uh yeah i i mean i l- l- Matt's going to have many more decisions over the next 14 weeks that, that will allow us to talk about kind of the conservative versus when you go aggressive. And we'll we'll have a bigger book on him by December and January to say, yeah, he's, he's ultra conservative all the time. Or man, he really surprised us by, you know, letting it hang there and and giving it, giving it a go. This was one example where I, I could kind of could have gone either way, but I understand the arguments on both sides.
1: Okay. You have to allow my meatball question of the week. So maybe,
0: trust me. I mean, listen, there's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, there's, so, I, I get plenty of these on Twitter.
1: Eddie Jackson returning punts. Consideration? Crazy idea? No chance? What do you think?
0: I think it's a last resort for all the reasons we talked about. I mean, look, like Tariq Cohen's career ended on a punt return, right? Like on a fair catch in Atlanta, right? Let, let, let's just start there with the, the supporting evidence of the risk-reward of doing something like that. And so it's, uh, it, it's too dangerous for a guy who means so much to your defense. You've got veterans here. Dante Pettis is capable of uh, being a possession punt returner for you and making sure you catch the ball in that situation, Iberflus was asked today, "Did you consider, given the stakes of that moment, not sending, uh, you know, a rookie playing in his first NFL game to catch that punt and and, and send someone with more experience?" He said, "Never, never consideration. Uh, obviously, not Velus's best moment. He's going to have to make up for it at some point. Uh, but no, I don't think I don't think that I, it would have to take several injuries and a and a really big whiff of desperation to put Eddie Jackson back there."
1: All right, let's take a quick look ahead. Okay, Dan, you know what? This is a good opportunity for the Bears. I know they're playing a Vikings team that's loaded with weapons. I know that building is not one that's been kind to the Bears, and I know it's Matt Eberflus's first venture there as a head coach, and all the limitations that we just spent this podcast uh, expounding on and maybe exaggerating a little or certainly exposing. But the Vikings are going to be coming back from London. The Vikings are coming off an emotional victory. They double-doinked their way to victory. <laughs> Saints. Any shot that the Bears will be catching the Vikings at the right time?
0: Listen, I remember making my return from London uh, in 2019 and and, and being just cashed for a week and being so happy that there was an open date on the back end of that. And so, yeah, there's 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 certainly a chance that the Bears catch the Vikings at the right time and that the the preparation and the focus and practice for the next three or four days isn't as sharp as it might have been had they been on the mainland, right? They're, this is a real thing, you know, for people's bodies and, and people's minds. And so we'll, we'll see what happens. Look, the Vikings are loaded offensively and they're going to challenge you in a lot of different ways. And you're going to have to account for Justin Jefferson and you're going to have to account for Dalvin Cook and you're going to have to account for Adam the one, and you're going to have to make life difficult on on Kirk Cousins, and 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 we'll see what the Bears can do. Uh, interesting matchup, right? I mean, it's it's a it's a Vikings team that's been living a charmed life so far, and that kick to end that game Sunday at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium was crazy because both of those doinks right like you we never thought we'd see another double doink with the game on the line like that again but both of them seem to be on the inside of the crossbar and then on the inside uh, or the inside of the upright and then the inside of the crossbar i saw no way that that kick didn't go over and then it fell in the front of the the, the end zone and you say wow wow what it what a break and 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 certainly i went back and revisited my coverage from uh you know, January of, of 2019 and and the most infamous double doink that ever existed. But this one certainly was was close in terms of its entertainment value.
1: Somewhere Cody Parkey shuddered. You yeah, know, he was watching that like, oh, my gosh, and a big flashback. All right. Anything else going on with the Bears this week of substance? Do you think we talked about the injuries and how they will address those? Anything else that uh, you expect to come out of this week? Dave or- Montgomery, Jalen Johnson, their status.
0: Yeah. So, so the, those two guys and Velus Jones are the three I want to circle on my, my, my schedule for this week, because obviously Dave Montgomery looks pretty good. Uh, all things considered, running on the sideline, maybe three-quarter speed before the game Sunday afternoon. So we'll see if he's able to get back into the the practice mix and and push things a little bit. Uh, Jalen Johnson, I think we're certainly eager to see whether he's going to be back up, given that we just mentioned what Justin Jefferson is in this league. And you know just Jalen Johnson doesn't shy away from a challenge. He came into to, to the league as a rookie and said, I want to cover Devontae Adams, right? And so <laughs> that's a guy who, who who's willing to take tests. And, and so he's certainly eager for one. The reason I bring up Valis again, is because Bayless Jones played zero offensive snaps on Sunday in New York, right? And so at some point, given the problems the Bears offense has had in scoring touchdowns and getting explosive plays, you'd have to figure that they're eager to mix him into the offense in some way, shape, or form. He's got to have more than uh, more than zero snaps in Minnesota, I think.
1: a week for Armin Watts, the former Viking who joined the Bears and is a big part of a defense that has a big challenge ahead and a lot to prove.